You're listening to Marketplace Ministry, a podcast for kingdom-minded entrepreneurs that examines business through a biblical lens. Your business is a calling, and when done well, brings glory and honor to God. Let's get into the show. This is Marketplace Ministry, a podcast for kingdom-minded entrepreneurs that looks at business through a biblical lens. Last time, we kicked things off with the first three of six curses that are in the world, and those were oppression and slavery, illness, and failure. Today, we're going to get back into the Word in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 15 through 68, and we're going to find the next three categories of curses that come upon you when you're out of covenant with God, and those are natural disasters, desperation, and loss. Last time I talked a little bit about why my business failed. It failed because I was not in covenant with God. And a while ago, I had created this this, uh, handout sheet called, Why Do Some Christian Businesses Fail? And on this, it's the five-fold attitudes for business. And it talks about the attitude about God, the attitude about money, attitude about identity, attitude about life, and attitude about others. The most important of these attitudes is honestly the attitude about God. And this is what I wrote. God is the creator of everything. He is the supreme authority. He has all the answers to all of my questions. A few weeks ago, we talked about the blessings that accompany the covenant of God. And one of those things is that we have the ability to tap into the resources of God. And that means his knowledge, his wisdom, and everything that he has, we're able to tap into that when we're in covenant with God. If we're not in covenant with God, then we don't have that access, and that's when we're going to find ourselves getting into trouble. If you'd like to pick up a copy of the Fivefold Attitudes for Business, I'll put a link in the show notes for today, and you can download a copy for yourself, print it off, and post it somewhere in your office so that you can keep that in front of you, and it'll be a continual reminder to you to study your word and stay in the scripture, because that's the most important thing that you can do right now, is to stay biblical about everything that you do. All right, so let's dive in today to the second part of the six curses that are in the world. As we said before, these curses are in the world. You don't have to do anything to access them. They're there. You All you have to do is be born. If you're born, this curse is available to you. You don't have to do anything to get it. It's there. It's going to happen. Now, on the other side of things, the covenant of God is also available to you. You don't have to do anything to receive it. All you have to do is say, yes, Lord, I believe what you said is true, and I I accept it as truth for my life, and I will walk according to your covenant. But it's important that you do what you say you're going to do, as we talked about last time, that you could deceive yourselves. And how do you do that? You deceive yourself by not being a doer of the word. So if you just hear the word of God and you don't do anything with it, then you're deceiving yourselves and you don't really have that relationship with God that you think you have. So let's get into this today. We have three more curses to discuss. The first one is natural disasters and wars. Um, So you're going to experience war and natural disaster and even drought. And we're seeing that right now all over the world. There's the the Russia-Ukraine conflict that's happening. We're seeing that the Euphrates River is drying up. There's not enough water out in California. There is drought. There's 
storms. There's everything's happening everywhere, all at once. This is all happening. And it's because the world is not in covenant with God. The next part's a little concerning because it says your carcasses will be food for animals. In other words, everybody's going to start dying all of a sudden, and there's not going to be any place to bury them. They're just going to fall dead in the street, and wild animals will take and ravage them and eat them for food. That's kind of gross, but that's what happens when you're not in covenant with God. Continuing on, it says you will plant and be unable to harvest. This one is a scary one, because if you are planting your seed with the expectation that it's going to produce uh, vegetation, it's going to produce fruit that you can eat for yourself, for your family, and sell in the marketplace, if you're doing that, it says here that you will be unable to harvest. What's that? What is that saying? It's, it's saying that you're going to plant, but the ground isn't fallow. The ground isn't fertile. It's not going to produce what you thought. In addition to that, the ground, your crops are going to be eaten by locusts. So locusts are going to destroy your crops. Vineyards will be consumed by worms. All of your efforts, everything that you've done is being destroyed right from underneath you. It says here that you will sow much seed. So you could be sowing. And when I talk about seed, there's a lot more to seed than just something that you plant in the ground. Every word that you speak is a seed. And so every word that you're speaking, you can be sowing a lot of positive affirmations. You can be sowing a lot of negative affirmations. Whatever you're sowing, you will reap of. But it says here specifically that you will sow so much seed. Seed could also be uh, investments that you have. It could be offerings that you've made. You could be sowing so much of it, but it says you will gather very little. So you're sowing with the expectation of a return, but the return comes back and it's a little return. It's not producing what it used to. And so now we're facing... A difficult time because now our livelihood is completely threatened. We, we're we not going to be able to live uh, because of these natural disasters and wars that are taking place. The next category of curse is desperation. This first one is a bit concerning. It says that you will have olive trees in abundance, but no oil. When I read that scripture, it just, my heart sank because I felt the weight of that verse. What it's saying to me there is that, you know, oil represents the anointing of God. And the olive trees here would be the other believers and the preachers and the teachers, right? These are the ones who are preaching the word. You got people who are on fire for God all around you, surrounding you. But it says you will be surrounded by olive trees, but there will be no oil. That means the presence of God is gone. The Holy Spirit has been taken. That could be a hint at the rapture. Could be a hint at the rapture that we're, that once the church is removed, you have all these people that were left behind that knew of God but weren't in relationship with God. And now they're trying to go preach the word, but there's no anointing. That's a scary place to be. I want the anointing of God on my life. 
And I'm sure you want the anointing of God on your life too. And there's some things we need to do to cultivate that. But the anointing is everything. Not by power, nor by might, but by his spirit. It also indicated to me this, that even when you're surrounded by preachers and teachers that are preaching the uncompromised word of God, you know how it says there's no oil? It means it could also mean that you yourself are unable to extract the anointing from what's being said. If you're in that place, you need to examine yourself and ask God to forgive you. That's really what it's going to take because right here, that absence of the anointing, oh, that's scary. Lord, we need your anointing. We need your anointing to lead our families. We need your anointing to be good employees. We need your anointing to be entrepreneurs. We need your anointing for everything that we do. We can't do anything in our own power. When we try to do everything in our own power, it always fails. We need the anointing of God. The next thing is that you, you'll experience unrestrained hostility towards family members. I mean, think about it. You've got husbands and wives, and they're trying to decide which child should we eat today? Uh, should we eat the neighbor's child? And then the wife decides, you know what? I'm, I, I just gave birth, and I'm not going to let anybody eat my placenta, so I'm just going to go ahead and hide that and, and keep it away from somebody. Do you realize how mad these people must be in their minds to be doing these things? But this is what the Scripture says. They're acting like animals, wild animals. And there's so much hostility towards family members. I, I, I just can't imagine it. I can't imagine it. But we're living in that age today where people are beginning to turn from things that make sense to things that don't make sense. They are being handed over to their delusions and we're just standing idly by watching. We're letting them do that. We should be running after them. We should be running after them. It says that you will find no rest. You will have no resting place. And that tells me, that speaks to me that you'll be in a perpetual state of unrest, of anxiety and fear. When you have anxiety and you have fear, you know what else you have? You have doubt. You begin to doubt everything. When there's doubt, that means you're indecisive. You can't make a decision. So maybe you're thinking, I need to do this for my business. And then you're like, well, what if I do that? And then this happens. Oh, well, okay. And then you begin, you just begin to doubt everything. And you're thinking, yeah, I could do that, but I really couldn't do that. Who's going to pay me for that? Who's going to let me do that? Or who's going to trust me? Why would anybody listen to me? You fall into this trap of doubting everything. Doubting the word of God, doubting your capabilities, doubting who God says you are. It's not a good place to be. And ultimately, when there's enough fear, doubt, and anxiety in your life, it's going to lead you to having no hope. You will have no hope and you will be terrified by fear. These are the desperation curses that happen when you're not in covenant with God. The next category is loss. The loss curses, there's not many of them here. Most of them 
could also be in some of these other categories that we already talked about. But the lost ones, there are four specific verses that talked about loss. The first one was that you would have an unfaithful wife. I could go on to say that it could also be a spouse because in the world that we live in today, you could have an unfaithful wife or an unfaithful husband and they are just going out and doing whatever they want, sleeping with whoever they want, whenever they want. And that's not the plan of God. That is not the plan of God. It's not okay. It's not acceptable. I don't care who you are. You could be a high-level CEO in some organization. You don't go somewhere with your secretary. No, it doesn't happen. I mean, it happens. It's been happening since, I don't know, the 50s. I grew up in the 80s. You see shows that were based in the 50s, and you hear all these stories about men having affairs and all that stuff. It's been going on in the world, but that doesn't mean that just because it's going on that it's okay. There's a lot of things that are going on in the world that are not okay. But this is a sign of one of the curses of being out of covenant with God is that your spouse will be unfaithful. Another sign of the curse in your life is that you shall be a borrower and not the lender. Remember a few weeks ago when we talked about the blessing of God, the blessing makes you the lender and not the borrower. It puts you above only and not beneath. It puts you in a position to where people recognize the anointing of God on your life and they are coming to you for advice. They're coming to you for help. They're coming to you for whatever they need. But when you are not in covenant with God and you go out to do things on your own, that's when you invite this curse upon you and now You can't be a help to anyone. Now you become dependent on everyone. So you become the borrower. You are not the lender. The verses also indicate that only a few will remain. I can imagine that only a few people will remain when they experience all that's in the curse of God. Because the few who remain, they're the ones who endured to the end. And I can tell you this, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy for them to endure to the end because of everything that they faced. It says you will be destroyed and brought to nothing. You've worked hard to build your business. You've put in blood, sweat, and tears. You've worked too hard for it to be taken from underneath you. Don't. Let these curses come upon you. So again, there were a total of six categories of curses that come upon you when you are not in covenant with God. The first one is oppression and slavery. The second one is illness. The third one is failure. The fourth one is natural disasters. The fifth one is desperation. And the sixth one is loss. So when you hear all of these curses, it can be very troubling news. But it is. It's troubling for what awaits those who do not want to be in covenant with God, who decide, I don't need God. I can go out and do whatever I want to do. That is the wrong attitude. You need to have the right attitude that God is for you. He's not against you. He loves you. He wants to protect you. He wants to prosper you. Why would you turn away from him? You have a choice. As Moses spoke to the people, he said, Today I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life. 
How do you choose life if you've been living contrary to God's word? Simple. Repent and times of refreshing will come. You might recall a few weeks ago when we talked about the covenant initially, we talked about how if you have a business and you've hired a builder to build a building and the the builder decides, I'm not going to build it today, I'm just going to walk off the job because you didn't pay an invoice that you owe me money for, then now we've got a problem and you're under judgment because you've broken the covenant, right? So we talked about that and we talked about how do you get back in a good relationship with the proprietor and the builder. And it was very simple. You just repent. You come back and say, you know what? I'm sorry. I screwed up. I didn't do things the way I said I was going to do it. And so I apologize. Would you forgive me? And then that creates goodwill between you and the proprietor. And you, you rekindle that relationship. You reconcile the relationship. And now you're able to move forward and do more things in partnership with that person. Well, the same thing is true with God. You could be somebody who has never known God and you have just walked your own life away from him altogether, away from the covenant that he's offered you and never known him at all. You could be somebody who has known him, but then you've turned away from him to go do things on your own. That could be you today. But all you need to do To get back into a relationship with God is to repent. That's when you lay down your pride. You lay down yourself and you say, you know what? I screwed up. I didn't do it the way you said to do it. I did my own thing. You know, there's sins of omission and sins of commission. So that means that we sin almost every day whether we realize it or not. Because we could inadvertently do something that God said not to do. But then we could also not do what he's told us to do. And that means we need to be making a daily account of our lives. Did I live my life according to God's word today? And if I didn't, then I need to repent and say, God, forgive me. Cleanse me of all unrighteousness. Renew a right spirit within me, Lord, that I could follow your path, the the path that you laid out for me that I'm not out here doing my own thing, that I'm out here pursuing after everything that you've called me to do. That's where our focus needs to be. So if you've never accepted the covenant, then all you have to do is invite Jesus into your heart and immediately you'll be transformed. You'll no longer be slaves of sin, but you'll be made into sons of God. And that doesn't mean that your life magically gets cleaned up right then. No. Because you didn't become a mess overnight, so don't expect that you're going to just become immaculate overnight. It doesn't happen that way. Once you're in the kingdom of God, it's going to take some time to purify your heart and mind, and that's okay. I got saved when I was 20 years old, but I still cussed. I still had a dirty mind. I still did things the old way that I used to do things. It wasn't until I really develop myself with God and and I had other Christians in my life to mentor me and guide me that I became who I am today. And now I can confidently say that I'm not the same person I was 20 years ago. I am a completely different person. I'd even go so far as to say I'm not the same person I was three years ago. If you were to look at the Jason from three years ago to the Jason today, you would see that it's almost night and day. 
but I am continually a work in progress moving towards where God's called me to, to go. We move from glory to glory and faith unto faith. It's a constant progression going from one level to the next level. That's why we got to realize we're all saved by grace. Grace is the gift of God. It means that there is nothing that we could say, do, or nothing that we we did to deserve it. And likewise, so, so is the covenant. You know, the covenant is grace. The covenant is God's favor. The covenant is Jesus. We didn't do anything to deserve that. And that means that it's a free gift. We just need to accept it. So I invite you to pray with me right now. Father God, in Jesus' name, I repent that I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. I accept the covenant that was bought for me in Jesus' blood. I accept Jesus into my heart right now. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins, that he rose from the grave and he ascended to the right hand of the Father and he is alive today making intercession for me at the right hand of God. And I thank you, God, that I am now cleansed by the blood of Jesus and that I have the mind of Christ and that I can go forth boldly proclaiming the word of God to everyone who's around me. I thank you that I am now righteous according to the scripture and that I am saved in Jesus' name. Amen. If you said that prayer with me right now, and it's the first time you've ever prayed that prayer, I'd ask you to reach out to me. You can send me a text at 502-833-6136. Just send a text that says, I'm saved. And I'll be like, amen. And then we can go from there. We can build a relationship from there. I'd love to hear how this word is impacting your life. And you could even send me an email. Just send an email to marketplaceministry at gmail.com and I'd be happy to hear your thoughts on these episodes. Uh, the next time we get together, I've got, I don't know where God's going to lead us. I am doing these podcasts differently than we did in the beginning where we had a plan for what was going to happen. Now I'm just letting the, the Holy Spirit lead me and guide me. And so far, he has led me into the covenant, which led me to talking about these blessings and curses. And I'm pretty sure there's going to be something next. I don't know exactly what it is, but we're going to continue to follow the Holy Spirit's leading as we talk about how the scripture can be applied to our life and to our business. It may not seem like we were doing a whole lot of business talk the last few episodes, but that's okay because the word works if you work the word. And I am certain that what he's developing in me, that he's depositing something in you that's going to impact your business in some way, shape, or form. That's why this podcast exists. It's to help kingdom-minded entrepreneurs. We want you to be rooted in your faith. We want you to be rooted in scripture, and we want you to grow, to go faith unto faith, glory unto glory. We want you to prosper in every area of your business with, with your customers, with your employees, with, uh, any, with your vendors, any relationships that you have. We want you to prosper. And so we hope that these words that we brought to you over the last few episodes, it's my hope that it encourages you, that it builds your faith, and it challenges you to do more than you thought you could before.
Before I close out this show today, I want to remind you about the Kingdom Minded Entrepreneurs Mastermind Group that is currently open. Membership is open for 10 members, and once we reach 10 members, it will be cut off. The price to join the Mastermind Group is $800 per month, or you can pay $8,000 for one year, and you will have one-year membership in the Kingdom Minded Entrepreneurs Mastermind Group. Again, this mastermind group is not a replacement for church, but it is something that augments church, so we encourage you to be involved in your church wherever you happen to live. Uh, But this is going to be something that will inspire you to grow your business, to grow your team, to grow your profits. It's a place to be a source of hope during uncertain times. It's a place where you can connect with other like-minded believers who will support, encourage, and pray for you. It's a place where you'll discover your purpose and you'll get clear about what God's anointed you to do. So if that sounds like something that you want to be a part of, you can reach out to me at marketplaceministrypodcast at gmail.com or you can send us a text at 502-833-6136 with the code MASTERMIND and I'll be in touch with how you can join. So until next time, we call you to prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. Thanks for listening to Marketplace Ministry. What did God speak to you about during today's show? Join the conversation using hashtag Marketplace Ministry on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Got a question for the show? Email us at info at marketplaceministrypodcast.com or text us at 502-833-6136. Keep seeking God first and serving His people well, and your business will prosper in Jesus' name.